0: Welcome to the Bravo Papers, a safe space for all us Bravo fans who love to analyze, deconstruct, and talk about our favorite Bravo shows ad nauseum. So join me, Bravo and Botox, and we'll catch up on all the Bravo news and read way too much into our favorite shows and Bravo lebrities. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Bravo Papers, Bravo Breaking News. I am your host, Bravo and Botox, and we've got a lot of news to cover this week, so let's get into it. You know what's good about doing this Friday news is that I can give you some important end-of-the-week updates, such as Larsa Pippen and Marcus showing their faces together after they supposedly broke up. (laughs) Oh, but we'll get into that. Okay, so it is Friday, February 16th. I hope you all had a great Valentine's Day. And if you don't care about Valentine's Day, then I hope you just had a great Wednesday. And listen, our first piece of news is very, you know, Valentine's Day themed, kind of. Okay, so Larsa and Marcus supposedly split. I'm gonna go through kind of the order of what happened here. First, on the Super Bowl, Larsa posted to her Instagram story a poll that was like, Should your friends unfollow your ex? So obviously, people were like, Oh, wait a minute. So then people went to her Instagram and started looking, and no pictures of her and Marcus. So it was like, Oh my God. She scrubbed every picture of them from her Instagram, so they must, you know, have broken up, and then people checked, and she had unfollowed him, and he'd unfollowed her, and anyways, then she posted this, like, cryptic Instagram breakup story. So, hang on, I have it here. I'm going to read it. Sorry, I should have pulled it up before. Okay, the man you choose to be Oh, sorry. The man you choose to be your partner affects everything in your life. Your mental health, your peace of mind, your love inside you, your happiness, how you get through tragedies, your successes, how your children will be raised and much more. Choose wisely. Which is kind of funny because now they're back together. But anyways, <laughs> just like knowing that after she posted that, it's kind of like, okay, did you post that? Because you were thinking he's not a good man and he's not having a positive influence on you in all those ways but now you're back together. So again, it's kind of like a little I don't know, it's just like so larsa. So the source and this was coming out in the paper was basically saying that they clashed over having children and that you know, they they couldn't kind of come to an agreement on that. Um, and then Julia from Real Housewives of Miami in an interview said maybe it's Larsa's jealous behavior that could have, you know, could be why they broke up. And, you know, that Larsa keeps a lot of secrets in general about her behavior. And then Adriana um, and Julia both said, you know, they didn't think, like the lovey-dovey stuff between Larsa and Marcus was an act. And that they, you know, they said they seemed genuinely in love, but something must have happened or there was too much pressure. Um, and that, you know, them and the whole cast are surprised by the breakup. Julia also cites how jealous Larsa could be. So she does say that in the interview. And she also says that, like, you know, Oh, just the way she reacted when there was a picture of me on um, Marcus's phone. Because if you don't remember at BravoCon, I guess Julia asked Marcus to take a picture of her and then send it to her because she wanted this picture of her at BravoCon. And he d- he obliged. And then Larsa saw the picture on his phone and was like, you know, got really jealous and was like, why do you have a picture of her on your phone and blah, blah, blah. Um, and... You know, and Julia says in the interview, like, that picture was completely innocent. You know, I just asked it, so asked him to take it so I could have it. I don't know if she'd never phone on her or what the situation was. But Andy points out on his radio show um, after the announcement that he's hosting the Traders' Reunion. And he's wondering if he'll get the tea about the breakup. Although, again, you know, I wrote all these notes before they were back together. And now now they're apparently back together. But, you know, they were seen by paparazzi, um, you know, shopping on Valentine's Day. And they've re-followed each other. Um, That didn't stop Adriana from going on Watch What Happens Live and saying that she would date Marcus if he was single. (laughs) Oh, Adriana. Adriana just never stops coming for Larsa. Like she will just never let up on Larsa, whether it's comments about her plastic surgery, Kardashian digs, like she just, it's, I'm sorry, it's funny. I just, I can't. And and then Andy's like, Andy even gives her the chance. He's like, so do you wanna like maybe walk that comment back? Like really, you were just joking, right? Like he kind of gives her the chance. And Adriana's like, no, you know, he's good looking. <laughs> Uh, I don't know why that woman's not full-time. Anyways, so yeah, apparently they're back together and now there's pictures of them with Larsa wearing a big fat diamond ring and they're walking together and not only is she wearing a diamond ring, she's wearing a white dress and like a long dress. So I don't know what's going on. Listen, either the whole thing was a PR stunt, which I mean, I don't know like why they need the PR. Maybe they're coming out with some kind of product or something. Again, we haven't seen that yet. Or, and this is what I'm leaning towards, she saw something that she didn't like, such as maybe, you know, DMs or texts or a rumor about some infidelity because, you know, there's, there is some of that out there. And they got in a fight and they broke up and then he made up for it by buying her a big fat diamond and she's given him another chance. Or he's convinced her that, you know, it's it's nothing and you're just you're just paranoid and da-da-da. Whatever. Kind of like I mean, clearly he convinced her that like when he grabbed that girl's butt that You know they weren't official yet so it was okay so i think he could talk like she seems really into him but she also does seem very jealous so i don't know do i think this relationship is gonna last forever no i mean originally like before this breakup i thought they would be the type of couple that would get engaged we get married and then would break up like less than a year into the marriage or something So now I'm kind of at the point of like, okay, they're back together. Let's give them like a few more months and it'll be like permanent over probably. So we'll see. All right. So another big piece of news, really big piece of news, is that Portia is back on Real Housewives of Atlanta. Hallelujah. And I am not even a big Porsche fan, and I'm happy about it because listen, we just needed something. Okay. Portia will bring drama. She will bring good group dynamics. And that's really what we need. And she's someone that other people like Kenya will care about if they get into it with each other. Right? It was like when that Courtney girl was coming after Candy. Or when Marlo's coming after Kenya, like they just don't even care because they're like, you guys are just jokes. Like they don't have that level of respect for each other. Whereas there is that level of respect between them, even though they might be kind of like frenemies, especially Portia and Kenya. There's that level of respect. Right. So if they get into it, it's going to actually mean something and they will, you know, they'll tune in and they'll turn up. And that's what we need. And I don't mean turn up like drinking. I just mean like for work. Um, so Portia made a reel announcing it. Andy gave him her his muzzle of the day. And you know, there's obviously lots of rumors about Phaedra, nothing confirmed. You know, it seems like pretty sure that Kenya's gonna be back. We haven't really heard anything about Marlo and Sonia. We know Candy's out. Do I? Th- I do not think Sonia's coming back. I just don't. Uh, Marlo, I don't know. I don't know. Like, I could, I don't know. Would they demote her back to a friend of? It seems cruel after all those years she worked to get full time. But, like, I don't mind Marlo staying. I'd be okay with her as a friend of. I could see maybe like testing her out with Portia but at the same time it's like yeah i don't know i just don't know marlo i'm really up in the air i have no idea what they're gonna do i feel like i have pretty educated guesses about everyone except marlo so sonia i think is out we all know drew is out um which i think sucks because i think drew is great but yeah we will see i'm still holding out hope for nini (laughs) okay i'm not not for this season I'm holding out hope for like in the next couple years. And then I posted that on Instagram because I made like a meme about it. And all these people in the comments were like, you're dreaming, like not in like a mean way, just in like a, it's never going to happen. And I was like, I don't care. I'm like a hopeless, needy, romantic. Okay. Okay. So let's talk about, um, Erica and the housewife and the hustler. It's such a like dramatic kind of title. Um, so this part two came out, which I will be watching, and I want to really, I want to watch it and really get into it and like give you, you know, more detailed information about it. But I just want to tell you kind of people's initial reactions. So people have been kind of like, you know, go Erica this season, right? Like, oh, look, she's, she's making a comeback. She's being so funny the way she went after Denise and you know, she was hilarious and like her with Garcelle and Sutton is good. She's so much better without Rinna. But, you know, now this came out and I think it kind of reminded people who Erica really is. So she's getting ripped apart on social media for basically her meeting with the victims. She comes off extremely cold and robotic and, you know, almost like inconvenienced by them. So she's she's getting a lot of critique for that. She's also getting a lot of criticism for what she did to the uh, clothing designer, who again I'm gonna go into more detail after I watch the full documentary and I'm gonna do kind of like a recap thing of it. But basically, she watched it. Sorry, what did I just say? I'm sorry, guys. Basically, she scammed this designer, clothing designer so that she could get money and basically ruined his life. This story's been out there for a while, but I think this, like, it being in the documentary and people seeing the degree to which she destroyed this person's life, like, people are like, I don't even care whether she knew about what Tom was doing or not. She did this and this other thing is as bad and related because it's like, you know, kind of, throwing an innocent person under the bus so that you can get the funds to, you know, fund your fake life, right? And people are like, even if she didn't know, and, and you know, we're still on that same point, the same point from this week's episode. Even if she didn't know, it's about how she handled it. Sorry, my voice cracked. That's why I'm kind of like, I was so proud of Garcelle this week for just being like, I said what I said. Like, she didn't say it in those words, but, you know, to quote NeNe, like, she was like, I'm going to stand in it. I had my opinion and I'm not changing it. And good for her. So in other um, Beverly Hills news, there was a headline I saw where Kyle said that Kathy may return to Beverly Hills if she does. I don't know why Kyle would put that out there. I'm thinking maybe it's a way to be like, I don't know, maybe just to like remind the audience that her and Kathy are good, you know? So it's sort of like, we're a team now, right? Because a lot of people will like, she gets a lot of hate for her relationship with her sisters. So I think she's trying to kind of prove to everyone, which is sort of the reason she's been like trotting Kim around this season too. Um, She was also on, Kyle, I mean, was on Housewives Nightcap, And she praised Erica for being a good friend. And it's just, it really stood out to me how differently Kyle talks about Erica versus Dorit. Like she has really, she's dumped Dorit like how she's dumped Mauricio. Like it's, it's just like, I'm done. You know, and it's like she doesn't even have the time of day. Like I actually kind of feel bad for Dorit. Even though Dorit has her own issues, it's just like. I just feel like Dorit has no one. Like it just feels like she's like out there alone, you know. And it feels like she doesn't really have PK either, based on this week's episode. So I do, I do kind of feel some sympathy for her. But you know, I hope that they bring Dorit back. I never thought I would say that because, like, I don't. I'm not like a stan or anything of Dorit. But I just, I just feel it in the air that you know it's gonna. It's going to hit the fan with her and PK, and I want to see it. Like, I'm invested. We've been watching PK and Dorit for long enough. Let me see it all come out. All right, so what is next on my docket here? Oh, Vanderpump Rules. Okay, <laughs> always so much to say about it. Um, Basically, Sandoval's ex-assistant, uh, is it Anne, was wearing a Team Ariana cheerleader outfit and posted it on social media. So she does not work for Tom anymore. And I even saw that she's like doing like a little like podcast thing where she's uh, she's starting a podcast where she talks about basically being an assistant with a co-host who's also been an assistant. And you know she's I don't know how much tea she's spilling. It seems like she signed an NDA. So, you know, but uh, maybe they're just talking in very vague terms or she'll only share certain things. But, you know, she's clearly team Mariana. And in another uh, Vanderpump Rules story, Tamara and Teddy on their podcast made, this is a, a bigger story. They made a claim about a physical altercation between James and Allie. Now, Ali denies this, but let's get into it. So basically, they say that there was an altercation between the two that made them have to get out of the car. Okay, so they were in a car together. They were going to some kind of like after party. Um, And Tamara and Teddy both say on two teas in a pod that there was something physical that happened, that they got into a fight. They were drinking. There was some kind of physical something. Now, Ali was then asked um, on shenanigans by Sheena, basically, you know, what her response is, what happened. And Ali says, that's crazy to me that that's the most asked question, like for her, obviously. That makes me really sad because no, I'm good. That never happened. There was no physical altercation. Yes, we were in the car together, I thought we were having fun. We were having fun. But then James and I did get into an argument, but there was no physical assault, she clarified. I was not bleeding, and they didn't have to get out of the car and separate us. So that didn't happen. That's all I'll say on that. So yeah, I guess Tamara and Teddy were saying they had to separate them. Um, you know. And then Ali says, like, yes, he was still drinking. We were all drunk in the back of the car. That's true. Um, we went to Tom Tom, we showed up at Tom Tom, we had fun. And then we had a good night after that, basically. Um, and she also kind of says that when the only time they would fight is when they would drink and that she would drink and pick fights. And when you drink that much in those environments, it's not great. And that's not really who we are. And that's, you know, that's why they've kind of together been more like trying to be sober more, I guess. So the thing about this, the bigger story related to this is that there's a lot of accusations about James kind of coming to the surface lately. You know, we ha- we know that like Kristen had made claims about him. People are pulling up other tea. I just have seen stuff floating around. Like there was another message um, or like a deleted tweet I saw from Jax talking about how, oh, okay, he hits girls or something like that. And then there was... Um, another person who was claiming uh, another assault that they knew about. So there's definitely a lot of stories kind of adding up. And I think, I don't know. I don't know if James is going to be continuing on this show. Like it doesn't seem to be getting a ton of attention from the media and stuff yet. And I don't know if that's just because people are so distracted by scandal or even just like Sandoval being just unbelievably obnoxious this season. I don't know. Or or if people are just falling for James's like, I've grown act and, you know, I only do bad stuff because of drugs and alcohol and now I'm sober. I, I don't know what it is, but there is stuff floating around online and, I, I mean, I do think it's just like a matter of time before it picks up more steam. I mean, here I am talking about it, right? But before it picks up some more steam, and I think that was kind of what Kristen said at like her last Vanderpump Rules reunion, Um, as somebody shared the clip, she's like, you're lucky you're not in jail right now or something like that. And she's made a lot of comments like, oh, just wait, you know, your time's going to come. And I think that's probably what she's talking about. Okay, so let's talk about salt lake city so Brittany, who is the new alleged salt lake city housewife has some bravo fan burner accounts apparently so okay monica was asked about this on the two t's in a pod podcast um and apparently this girl is blaming the burner accounts on monica so pretty much in the interview with Monica, Monica says, like, they, Teddy and Tamara ask her, like, do you know who this woman is? Da, da, da. Monica's like, I don't know her. I don't know who she is. I haven't met her. You know, very Mariah Carey. I don't know her. And how, however, they are like, well, of course she's blaming you because she's been busted. And apparently she even has like a finsta um, for her boyfriend to try to make him look like more of like a heartthrob. Like, or not for her boyfriend, but she has a Finsta where she's, like, fangirling over her boyfriend, I think. And she has several fan accounts to, you know, I don't know, fangirl over her own boyfriend, I guess. And Monica also, you know, said that she, basically, she doesn't know why this woman would try to target her, but that she agrees that it's just because, you know, she got busted and she's whatever trying to cover her ass um she also talked a little bit about bravo and this has come up in a couple interviews with monica but basically she says that the women of salt lake city are like a mean girls group and at bravo there was an event, I guess, where they were all in the same like big room, and Whitney actually came up and sat next to her and said hi, and that Whitney was being really nice, and that Heather was not happy about this, and looked over and made a gesture, sorry, gave them the finger. <laughs> so she gave gave Monica and Whitney the finger, or whoever she meant it to be mostly aimed at. And then did the like slit-your-throat gesture, which is pretty wild. The most wild part is like, okay, you could hear that and be like, how do we believe Monica? But Tamara and Teddy co-sign it, (laughs) and Tamara says that she saw it. So, okay, that's like kind of crazy. Um, Monica says like, Winnie was really sweet and nice. Heather did not like it um so yeah and who knows what's going on with the next season I mean they're already filming Lisa did a TikTok. she says it's going to be their best season ever which like I don't believe her because I just don't I'm realistic I live in the real world that last season that just happened it wasn't just like the best season for Salt Lake City it was just one of the best housewives seasons period because it was just crazy and that's like we know as Bravo fans those seasons those types of unbelievable seasons we get blessed with them we get blessed with good seasons like pretty often but those kind of like crazy good ones like that and like the all season those are not you know those are a once in a lifetime type of thing okay i'm exaggerating a little bit with the lifetime but you know what i mean um so there's a picture also by the way just a heads up for all my listeners. There's a picture floating around online with Whitney and Monica filming on a patio together. This is not for the new season. Okay. It's from season four. It's an old picture from a scene that was not used in season four. Monica's not filming for season five with Whitney. So I just wanted everybody to know that. Okay. Sound like Allison when I say that. Know that. He'll never fulfill you. Um, okay. Let's talk about the Trey's Amigas. So Tamra reveals or revealed, I should say, on her podcast. There's a lot of Tamara in today's episode. She's Tamara's just I don't know. She's sticking her toes in everything. So Tamra revealed some texts. She read them on her podcast. Um, that she sent Shannon about the Trey's Amiga show. So this is kind of regarding their like breakup. Now I'm gonna read the text. Or yeah, I'm gonna read the text or or basically the important parts and then we'll talk about it. So she said that these texts were in October 2023, 20, a month after um Shannon's arrest for DUI. So she wished her well, etc. She says, I hope you're doing better physically and mentally. I know that you are probably beating yourself up. I have thought long and hard about this and I need to be honest with you, I don't feel comfortable moving forward with the Tres Amiga show next month. The comments about you doing the show and me and Vicky supporting it are horrible. It's not a good look for any of us, especially you, Shannon. Bravo has told me it's not a good idea and we should postpone. It's just too soon. I'm now getting messages, comments that I'm an alcoholic for continuing and supporting you with the show next month. I'm sorry. I just can't move forward with the show. I Those texts almost sound too... PR-ish to be true. Like, I I don't like it's not that I don't believe that Tamara really thinks all those things, because I do think that Tamra would step away partly because of how it's gonna reflect on her, you know, being like a DUI and am I enabling someone like that? I can understand. And that I actually believe. I actually believe Tamra would step away more because of how it's going to impact her image and her success as a housewife and things like that. I think she would care more about that than she would about, you know, any sort of like morality or just (laughs) because I honestly, I don't think that's really like in terms of like, I just I can't support an alcoholic Um, who would get in their car and drive and who might have killed someone. I don't really, like, Tamara tried to put that out, that narrative out there, and it was, like, a month after she'd already, like, stood by Shannon. And I was just kind of like, it's coming off a little performative. Like, I'm not saying, like, Tamara's, like, pro drunk driving, because no one is. But it just seemed a little, like, an afterthought, so then it's kind of like she has these texts and these texts do show the, it as more of a PR standpoint, which to me is a lot more Tamra. Cause like no one cares more about just, you know, staying on TV and like, don't get me wrong. Tamra's okay with being the villain. Like she's not one who needs to be like the good guy, quote unquote. But I do think that this is kind of one of those things where it's like, you know, I don't know, maybe she just couldn't handle the criticism of this. Because this wasn't just like, oh, Tamara, you're like talking bad behind someone's back. This is a little more serious and a little next level. This is also a great opportunity for her to have a built-in storyline for next season. Because, you know, she did get a lot of criticism in last season of OC. For basically being i don't know like a little inauthentic at times and like you know she was trying too hard to like start drama and have moments and stuff like that which is true i i felt that way too so you know this is like let me start the season with an authentic type of drama who better to do it with than shannon because it is so easy to get shannon riled up and to, you know, have a fight over something real. And also this way, Tamara doesn't need, you know, a personal storyline where it's something about her that she doesn't maybe necessarily want to talk about, right? In this case, she can use Shannon's personal storyline, and which she kind of did last season, and then she's all set. So that's really the thing. <laughs> that's really the thing with, uh, with Ariana. Did I just say Ariana? Oh my God. That's really the thing with Tamara. It's because I switched tabs and I saw my notes for the Vanderpump Rules after show. So actually, speaking of that, before we wrap up for today, I am going to be doing a recap of the Vanderpump Rules after show. So I'm going to do a recap for the episode that came out this week because there was some really interesting juicy stuff in the after show i'm almost like listen i'm enjoying the after show more than the regular show just you know this season's just not doing it for me it was like i was into the first episode a little into the second but now the third it's getting a little repetitive like we need some fun and we also need some other dramas and storylines besides just sandoval not being in the group and the aftermath. We can't, it can't like be the whole season like that. However, there have been some interesting tidbits in the after show. So I do want to do a recap and I'm going to release it as a bonus episode. So look forward to that. So I'm sorry if this episode's a little lighter on Vanderpump Rules news because there was some great tidbits from the after show. um, But I didn't want to share them here because I am going to talk about them on that bonus episode and give you like all the details and all the tea. So I'm gonna to try to release that by Monday um, and hopefully just get it out over the weekend for all of you. Um, so in the meantime, if you are looking for more bonus content, you can join my Patreon. I did a recap for episodes one and two of the Vanderpump Rules after show. I just did that recap like today, literally, because I went finally just got like my account and figured out how to watch it and i went back and watched it yesterday and took all my notes so one and two i do have on the patreon um but i will release number three for everyone as a bonus episode and i'll be releasing future episodes um as bonus episodes for the podcast for everyone to listen to okay so thank you so much for joining me today everyone um please If you enjoy the show, give me a five-star rating, and you are now in the know for everything Bravo. See you next time. Thanks for listening, everyone. Your support really means everything to me, and this show wouldn't be possible without you, the listeners. So please, if you enjoy the podcast, leave a five-star rating and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. For more, you can join my Patreon, patreon.com slash bravoandbotox, And for $5 a month, you'll get four extra podcast episodes a month. You'll also get early releases of Bravo Paper episodes and more. Please also subscribe to my YouTube channel at The Bravo Papers and follow me on Twitter, Instagram, at Bravo and Botox, and at The Bravo Papers. If you'd like to buy me a coffee you can at buymeacoffee.com slash Bravo Botox. You know, send your love through some much needed caffeine. And any guest that was on today's episode will be in the show notes, all their social media and contact information. So thank you so much, everyone. Keep overanalyzing. Bravo.